Good evening and welcome to another Teal Tinted Glasses. Tonight we are going to talk about the Vancouver Canucks and there's actually a fair bit of Sharks news that dropped over the week so we're going to touch on that too. All that and more on Teal Tinted Glasses. But of course, if you want to be part of the show, make sure to hit us up on all the social media, hit us up in the YouTube chat. If you really want to help the show, uh, give us a like and a thumbs up and all that wonderful uh, stuff that you're supposed to do on the YouTubes. Uh, if you have something on this show that you think we got wrong, leave us a, leave us a comment. Uh, all those things help us in the algorithm. Otherwise, you know where to find us on all the social media. Uh, so let's get this party started. It's just me and the jerk man tonight. Uh, Kevin Lacey is on assignment, um, but we do have a love letter from him, which is going to be a new segment, I think, called Love Letters from Kevin. Hockey Jerk, how you doing? <laughs> I'm doing good. How are you? I am fantastic. I'm uh, excited to go. I've been awake since quarter to six this morning, so uh, this oh, should geez. be an interesting show. <laughs> I was going to say, and you're, you know, for those who don't know, which why wouldn't you know, you're in the Eastern time zone, so that's a lot of time a lot of time yeah. to be awake it, it is a <laughs> lot of time to be awake um yeah so um obviously we've had it's a few things uh go down um obviously the rfa situation is now completely sorted out uh noah gadjevich one year two-way contract uh which will pay him um 750k uh in the nhl uh or 120k in the ahl with 150k guaranteed money so what that means is if he spends all his time in the ahl he will get paid actually 150k rather than 120 um bare minimum so that's i i think like this is a good deal for noah gadjevich in my opinion um but for a guy who's stuck in the nhl most of last season or pretty much all of last season um are you surprised on the two-way contract or is he gambling on himself here? You know, I'm actually not surprised by the two-way contract just because I don't think that Jonah Gadjevich actually should have been in the NHL. I think he was just by virtue of circumstances. You know, obviously the Sharks didn't have uh, a lot of warm bodies to roll out there on a nightly basis. And so... I kind of feel like a, a two-way contract is more appropriate for Gadjevich, especially considering, you know, the guys who have come in. I mean, you know, if there's one thing Mike Greer has done, it's rebuilt the bottom six, and that does kind of make you question where does Gadjevich play on this team. But also, if you're expecting Bordalo to be a fixture, if you're expecting Eklund to be a fixture, you know, there's he's already behind the eight ball as it is, and so I think the two-way contract is it's more appropriate for him, I think. Yeah, I think I, I, I don't disagree with any of that, um, especially looking again. I think that the one thing that um, every, every time there's a two-way contract for a guy who's been around a little bit, I think the one thing you always have to like uh, make clear is like just because he has a two-way deal doesn't mean he's like suddenly waivers exempt. Like if they send him down, um you know, then he's going to have to clear waivers to go to the AHL if they send him down. So he could get picked up by another team should he not make the team out of camp. Um, mm -hmm. The difference between one-way and two-way deal, again, is just the amount of money you make uh, between the leagues. Right. But I feel like it's yeah, something I mean, that always doesn't get... I feel like we always have to kind of throw that out there because I feel like the, the two-way deal is one of the most misunderstood things in the nhl as far as cba goes well and i and i think i i think that has a lot to do with the phrasing you know i i mean obviously we know the phrasing we understand it but i think for a lot of folks they hear two way mm -hmm. and I, I i think the natural progression is okay yeah two ways up and down and you know that's if that is the rationale that people have i do kind of i understand it you know what i mean i get why that's where you would go with that but you're right it is it, you know it's worth mentioning like the one-way two-way thing it has everything to do with how much you're paid and at what level and you know the nice thing that we've seen and, and we've seen the sharks do this as long as probably we've been doing the podcast so it's yeah. not really new to us but i do you know for those who don't know the minimum salary if you're in the ahl i believe kevin would know 
I believe it's 70,000 or 77,000 yeah. in, in that ballpark. And to the Sharks' credit, and obviously think about cost of living in San Jose, but to the Sharks' credit, they usually do a really good job at taking care of uh, of AHL players, you know, I I'm on cap friendly right now. I just looked at picked three random teams in three random places, you know, Florida, Dallas, Toronto, they all have and picked a random minor league player. They're all making $70,000 where you look at most of the players the Sharks have in their AHL system. You know, you have a couple who are in that 70,000 range, but for the most part, you know, they're closer to the 120, 130, 150 range and you know, I, I like seeing, we've talked about it before, I like seeing the Sharks kind of take care of their minor league guys and, and kind of bump them up a little bit. Ian, I think something happened to your microphone. I can't hear you. Oh, that's my bad. All right, here we go. Um, there it is. <laughs> yeah, there we are. Um, I was just saying, like, there's a... Um, it was Nick Chichek. Yeah, Nick Chichek had sabotaged, the, uh, sabotaged the, the channel once again, even though Lacey's not here. Um, I, was, I was just saying that with, with Noah Gadjevich, like, it's really interesting because I, I feel like how this team is going to look uh, out of camp. Uh, when, mm-hmm. they, when they take the ice for the first time, because I, I, I say this to be witty, but sure, <laughs> but I, you know, the, the symmetry of three third lines. But I, I, until I see otherwise, that <laughs> is what I'm, I, I'm going to it. Um, I love like just the the chat, right? Like <laughs> Logan Teal right <laughs> off the top. Lacey's been kidnapped by Nick Chichek. Um and then obviously like once we. Uh, once we get going here with the audio problems, it's it's always Nixie Jack. I love this. It's fantastic. Um, <laughs> Aiden Hill traded to the Vegas Golden Knights for a 2024 fourth round pick. Uh, you aren't a big fan of this. I you know, well, it, the the this trade is kind of like an onion for me. There's a lot okay. of layers to it. I on the cert like if you just put the trade in a bubble, hey, the Sharks cleared out two and a quarter million dollars by getting rid of Aiden Hill. Awesome. Love it. I think that's smart. But where I and and even, you know, trading him for a fourth round pick after giving up a second round pick to acquire him Mm -hmm. sucks. But it is what it is. It is. Yeah. You know, and and the thing that I had mentioned, you know, when we did the Twitter spaces, you know, with AJ and with Landy, Mm -hmm. the thing that I had mentioned was. You know, as a general manager, you win some, you lose some, and it all balances out. And so I'm not really sweating that all too much. But the thing that I take away is is the Sharks. The, and unfortunately, we saw it with Ryan Donato uh, a couple of years ago as well. The Sharks, I, in my opinion, I don't really think they gave a fair shake to Aiden Hill. I mean, he – what like just – where to even begin you know what mm-hmm. i mean the and we've talked about it where you know the sharks seem to be going with or i should say the sharks seem to be uh having the hot goalie be the backup for a stretch where aiden hill was on and it's like no we have to get reimer in and then reimer was hot no we got to play hill and so i don't really feel like hill started as many games as he probably should have but then beyond that to feel confident enough about a guy to give up a second round pick for him and then give up on him after not playing him as much as you should have and going through multiple injuries. I just don't think he got a fair shake. And I said on the Twitter spaces, I wouldn't be surprised if Aiden Hill does end up becoming a player for the golden Knights and the sharks look back and think, wow, we, you know, we kind of fumbled this one. I mean, you know, as I said, from the clearing cap perspective, I'm all for it. But Mm. what I said, what I said to AJ was the only way the Sharks win this trade is if Aiden Hill's contract expires and he doesn't get another NHL deal. Yeah, like, and here's like, and I agree with I agree with a lot of what you said, right? Um, but I I think going into the season, like, it was always like, well, when they trade Hill and Reimer, mm-hmm. right? Well, um, and and that was that was the other thing is mm-hmm. you saw the debates, right? Yeah, is it Hill or is it Reimer? And 
what we talked about is like, guys, it's both. Give it time; it's going to be both, right? You know, Capo Kakinen is clearly the guy. Strauss Mann is right behind him. Like this was it was only a matter of time. Yeah, I think with Aiden Hill, like here's the problem with Aiden Hill, right? Was that like again a small sample size of games and like you brought up the the gold like the the share and how they just kind of bounced guys back and forth even the, you know they just wouldn't ride the hot hand mm-hmm. you know exhibit number you know 472 why bob bugner is a shit coach <laughs> right um but i just but to me like it and i'll and i will admit it wasn't a small sample size but like i didn't see i didn't see enough from aiden hill to be upset about this trade but i but even like we talked about on on an earlier show right like would it have surprised me also for aiden hill to have stuck around and like you know and and got on no i mean that you know goalies are voodoo anything's possible i just feel like he was the odd guy out um Mm -hmm. james reimer you know james reimer is an interesting one because like everyone you know, thinks, well, why aren't teams calling about Reimer? Why aren't teams calling about Reimer? And I, I, you know, and there, there's a part of me that agrees with it, but I don't, I think like Reimer's a good stopgap guy. I don't know if, if I'm a cup contending team, if I want to go with James Reimer to be, my I mean, guy. unless he's in, unless he's an insurance policy. Right. But and... I don't think, but that's not what like a lot of these teams are looking for. Right. Exactly. And, and not only that, but teams, teams don't trade for insurance policies in August. That's that's also true, yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean. Like, it, it, I and I and I do agree. I think, yeah, between the two, in a perfect scenario, Reimer's the one to go, and you have Hill and Kakinen battle it out. But yeah. as you said, and believe it or not, like Hill had more value than Reimer at this point in time, and obviously Hill's going to be an unrestricted free agent as is Reimer. But Hill's twenty six. You know, that's usually when goalies right get right into the swing of their career, and. You know, I'm 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 fully expecting at this point. I'm fully expecting Hill to be a player for Vegas. I think Thompson. I think we both like Logan Thompson, but we, we also both but we also both know that hey, maybe he's not quite there yet. You know, he might he might be able to tread water, but I don't know that he's a full season goalie. And with Larry Brassois, you have no clue what's happening there. I mean, he. As far as I'm concerned, he was one of the main reasons why Vegas missed the playoffs last year, and so I can't imagine there's a lot of confidence in him, not even considering the injury he's coming off of. I think it's going to be Hill's net, and I think he's going to prove a lot of people wrong. Yeah, it's going to – I mean, the team in front of him is going to be good enough for sure. Um, mm-hmm. Obviously a lot better than what he faced – like what he what he had in front of him in San Jose. Um, <laughs> you don't say. <laughs> <laughs> Funny how that works. Um, right. I. I don't know, man. Like, I and look at. I don't. I don't dislike Aiden Hill, right? Like, I I wasn't his biggest supporter, and I like I said there was, like I said on the Twitter space, you know, and I'll repeat it for anyone who missed it. Like, Aiden Hill season for the San Jose Sharks was a very Jekyll and Hyde season. There was some nights where he looked great, and then there was other nights where I'm like, this is this is worse than Martin Jones, <laughs> like just <laughs> bad, right? And I'm glad right. that. I'm glad that they brought Reimer in to be that insurance policy. Cause I think if, you know, cause we talked about it before the season, like if, if you're bringing in a one B, cause I still think Hill's a one B guy, maybe he'll prove mm-hmm. me wrong and maybe he'll become, you know, a, a one, but to me, I still think he's a one B guy and you know, Vegas, I, again, I really like Logan Thompson and I think Aiden Hill's probably going to do well there, but man, I, if I'm a Vegas fan, I'm still sweating this season a little bit. Sure, that's fair. I mean, it, it, it's like they, you know, they were behind it the minute Leonard was announced to be going on the LTIR, right? And yeah. no matter, like, no matter who they picked up, like, there was always going to be that nervousness that came with the Golden Knights season. And you know, ultimately, they are choosing to roll the dice on Aiden Hill, and and you know, and I I like the Sharks getting that draft pick back. Don't get me wrong, but I just. I just wonder if the Sharks selling low and selling early, I wonder if it's going to come around and bite them. Are you mad that the Sharks made a deal with Vegas? I don't give a shit. I think they should make every deal with Vegas. <laughs> yeah, I don't I don't I, really we, care either. 
like AJ and I, I, I AJ and I talked about this because he was mm-hmm. telling me about some guys on NHL radio, and I, and he said, you know, they they won't shut up about this whole division thing. And I said, think about it like this: the Sharks play the Washington Capitals two out of eighty-two games. Mm-hmm. They play the Golden Knights five out of eighty-two games. Is that really that much of a difference? Yeah, like here's my take on that. Right, like it's okay. Yeah, you you send them in the division. But, like, let's not pretend the Vegas Golden Knights and the Sharks are playing in the same league this year. (laughs) That's a good point, too. Right? Like, this, barring a miraculous run, trading in Aiden Hill to the Vegas Golden Knights is not going to be what makes the Sharks miss the playoffs. No. No, no, no. Like, that's going to be decided in, like, November for this team. I'm surprised you think they'll make it that far. <laughs> so I like I just I don't care. Like if it's it's a one year he's he's got one year left on his deal. The Sharks aren't going to go and you know and get knocked out in the last game of the season. You know, out of the playoffs by the Vegas Golden Knights with Aiden Hill in net. It's just not going to happen. I mean, but you know, well, you know what? Don't get so crazy because because it could. You no. know, we didn't think. We didn't think that the Sharks were going to be the kill shot for Vegas last year, and they were. That's true. You know, but I so mean, the, 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 to to have one game go your way versus an entire season. Sure, and I completely <laughs> agree with that. And it, you know, it's going to be interesting. So November November fifteenth and February sixteenth, the Sharks are here in Vegas. Games I will be at. Yep. I'm very curious to see if our boy gets the start. I'm going to be very interested. Yeah, it's gonna be it's it's gonna be interesting. And look, at, we're gonna talk about Vegas next week, I believe. Mm-hmm, uh, Vegas correct. Should be up next. So definitely, we'll we'll definitely take a much deeper look at, at the Golden Knights here. I just thought we'd uh, kind of discuss this. If you like the whole Twitter Spaces thing, leave us a comment. Let us know, um, and then maybe we'll do them more often. If uh, <laughs> they if you if you dig it. Um, so here's a here's an interesting thing of information because I saw on Twitter that uh, it's going to be. That there's that there is a heel turn that has happened here. Yep. And um, this obviously has to do with one Jonathan Dolan. Uh, he returns to Timra on a five-year deal. Uh, before before I let you, you know, just take a chair out and hit Jonathan Dolan from behind. <laughs> um, I want. I, I think the one thing like for Jonathan Dolan, like I I think it's cool. Like it's obviously this isn't what he wanted, right? But like sure. he well, was so so he says so he says. I feel like it's. It, I still think it's nice for him that he kind of gets to go and enjoy kind of the fruits of his labor a little bit though. Like obviously Timra mm-hmm. before he left for the for the NHL he got them into the SHL from the Elsvenskan. Correct. And then he left and he never really got to you know lose a lot of games because you're the new team in the SHL. Um, but I'm, well, and, and, and Ke- the thing that Kevin always say, says mm-hmm. is that, you know, he got to miss out on almost going back to the all Um, but lucky for him, Deer Garden was somehow even worse. <laughs> yes. Um, so I, I, I kind of like, I kind of dig for him that after going through that journey, he kind of gets to go and enjoy like the fruits of his labor. Right. Cause he was a big part of that. Sure. The reason why, um, Timra moved from the Elsvenskan to the SHL. Like, let's not make any bones about it. He was a big part of the reason they got uh, promoted. Um, Absolutely agree. So I, I, from that aspect, I think I like that for him. Um, but I mean, obviously, like, not being in the NHL is not being in the NHL. Uh, all right, you can you can hit the man with the chair. So, and 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 this is. I mean, this goes back a long time to like early like TTG version 2.0 days. Yeah. Like we, all of us, me, you, Kevin, we mm-hmm. were all like, you know, what is Jonathan Dolan's deal? You know, he said, oh, the the whole thing, the whole narrative for the longest time is I want to be in the NHL. And if I'm not, I'm going to go back to Sweden. Mm-hmm. And, and I understand people got their glitches and that's fine. But, you know, so he... You know, he plays 59 AHL games, does pretty well, you know, for the Utica Comets and the Barracuda. He's like, all right, cool. Yeah. But then goes back to Timra because of the whole play me in the NHL thing. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it just seemed like there was excuse after excuse where it was, I want to be in the NHL. Oh, hey, we got an NHL job for you. Yeah, but I want to get Timra to the SHL. 
And I, you know, when he got Timur pro- or promoted, I was half expecting him to do what you're talking about and saying, well, I want to enjoy the fruits of my labor, mm-hmm. you know. And so he came over and we were juiced. We were like, here we go. Finally, this is it. Definitely some cautious optimism, but yep. some excitement at the same time. I mean, I, I mean, I know we were all excited. You know, you see what he did in the Allsvenskan, and obviously the Allsvenskan is very different than the Swedish Hockey League, but it's still encouraging when a player puts up good points wherever they are. Yeah. And so he comes over, and, and that's, for me anyway, that's kind of when, when things turned a little bit. You know, he played really well, and so that made him likable. He kind of got the jam job a little bit, which made him even more likable and Bob Bugner more hateable. And, you know, I kind of felt like things had turned the corner and then Sharks don't qualify him and that was a whole thing. But it's like, okay, you know, you you showed that you can be successful in the NHL. You know, maybe you you take a one-year deal somewhere else, you take a tryout, you figure it out, and you you build off of this. And the whole narrative all the way through is, oh, well, we want to play, you know, Jonathan wants to be in the NHL. He wants to be in the NHL. Priority one. We've talked to five teams, had preliminary conversations with five teams. Okay, cool. Then he goes back to Sweden. And again, I'm with you. I think him getting to enjoy the fruits of his labor, 100% well-deserved, well-earned, well within his right. But it just seems a little fishy to me to talk again, as as was the case four years ago, how the NHL is your priority, mm-hmm. but then you turn around and you sign for five years in Sweden. Yeah. Like, and and we don't know. There's not a Swedish cap friendly, so we don't know if his contract has an out clause. I mean, maybe it does, but we don't know that. And it just it's it's very peculiar to me because with how allegedly important the NHL was for him, like why are you not looking at teams like Tampa Bay or Colorado or Vegas? We I said it last week. Mm-hmm. Good teams who need good players at cheap numbers. Why are you not saying, hey, I'll take a one-year deal league minimum. I'll show you you need to keep me around. No, there was none of that. I think he wanted the one-way contract with the top six minutes and the money and didn't get it. And so, again, as he did in 2019, took his ball and went home. And it's just – and, you know – I don't care. Whatever's best for him, good for him. All mm-hmm. good. But don't say one thing and then do the opposite. It just feels disingenuous to me. Yeah. Yeah, no, and I, I, I have a hard time arguing with, with any of that, right? I think, look at, um, again, like you said, uh, obviously got a little bit of the jam job, for sure. Um, but at the end of the day, like, I, I, I like to think I'm pretty smart, right? But Sure it's hard to it's 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 hard to keep sticking up for a guy when like 32 teams take a pass right like i don't you know am i the smart guy and they're all dumb probably not i mean yes of course <laughs> right. it is. of course it is <laughs> of course i i am the smart guy um but yeah you know what i mean i don't know it, it, i i it think just, it's unfortunate it just... for him um, but like, I hope he, you know, again, I, I don't have any ill will against Jonathan Dahl and I, I want him. No, me neither. I would just, you know, I hope he does well in, in Sweden. I hope he's happy in Sweden. Um, but I, again, like it, it'll be interesting to see if like there's an NHL clause or if he's just like, eh, no, I don't, you know, I'm just going to play in Sweden for five years and I'll be one of these guys that comes over when I'm, when I'm 30 and signs a big, you know, that one year big deal. I just, it, it's just the other thing that's curious to me, and, and mm-hmm. I didn't think about it until you just brought it up, but so the talent is obviously there. I mean, if if you look at his career, and again, the Allsvenskan is the Allsvenskan, mm-hmm. but he's, you know, his career with Timra and the Allsvenskan, he's well over point per game yep. for his entire career, well over, yep. you know, showed, you know, with the Utica comments, showed really good play there in the AHL. Had a good season, whatever people want to say. He had a good season with the Sharks. The talent is obviously there. The skill is obviously there. Mm-hmm. Why are 32 teams passing on him? Yeah. And I think, and again, I don't want to speculate. This is just my assumption, my opinion. I think it has a lot to do with this idea of, well, I should be in the NHL. I should have a one-way contract. Yeah. The talent's there, but I do wonder... I mean, I wonder why are 32 teams passing on him if the talent is there? Yeah. 
Yeah, absolutely. Um, the Sharks and Timo Meyer have not started contract negotiations. Are we concerned? No, he's a restricted free agent. I'm a little concerned that yeah, they're not talking not. a little bit yet. Like I would, if I'm the Sharks man, I want to get this. If, if I if the plan is to keep Timo Meyer, I want pen to paper as quickly as humanly possible. Oh, I I mean I agree too. I'm definitely team sign him before the season starts. Yeah, but at the same time, like he is a re- for one, he's a restricted free agent. For two, he's I mean we still have so much time. Right? Oh yeah, no, it, like, it's not the end of the world. I I think we'll you know, it, it could easily be a product of you know. Timo Meyer, you know, he makes his offseason home in Europe. You know, maybe they want to talk in person. Maybe they can't line the time zones up. You know what I mean? It could be as simple yeah. as that. Not not saying that it is, but it could No, be. no. I just it sucks because like I just feel like it's this, this is going to be hurt all over again. I agree. I could see that it's going to be concern. awful. It's going to be awful, awful, awful. Because here's the problem, right? Like if if Timo Meyer isn't in the plan let's say let's say he's not in the plan like isn't that more of an admission that this is more of a rebuild than they have publicly let on like look at we know that this team is in a transitional period mm-hmm. right i i don't want i don't want mike greer to come bang down my door and say we don't say rebuilding this team <laughs> but so let's say they're in a transitional period but like if how long is this transition going to be like if you trade timo meyer this summer then that says to me like buckle in guys it's gonna it's gonna get rough before it's gonna get a lot rougher before it gets better and that's the thing you know timo meyer is gonna timo meyer turns 26 Mm -hmm. the day the regular season opens like he is you know he is still young enough where if you do a a two-year turnaround let's say Mm -hmm. he's young enough to still be part of the solution but as you said if he's getting traded Mm-hmm. This is not a two-year turnaround. This is a five-year no, turnaround. It's yeah, it's five or more. Because I, I agree. Like Timo Meyer, obviously you want to see him have another season like he had this season, but you don't want it to be too good because then, of course, that drives his price up a little bit. It's gonna be it's it's gonna be fascinating. I think like there's not a whole lot of things that I really am interested in for the San Jose Sharks this season. And maybe that's a terrible thing to say as someone who covers this team and does a lot of podcasts, like many hours of YouTube (laughs) beaking about this team. But I mean, this is probably going to be more interesting than what happens to Mars is going to be way more interesting than I think anything happens on the ice. Yeah, I agree. It's going to be, you know, if if they don't sort it out, whether that's trading him or whether that's re-signing him, if it's not sorted out, it's going to be a cloud that looms. Yeah. And yeah. and you know, I I do think that I do think that at worst, Timo Meyer will do what he did last year. I personally, I think there is even more room to grow for mm-hmm. Timo Meyer, and I I don't know that I don't know that he can be a one hundred point player. But I think he can definitely be a point per game in 82 and 82 guy. Mm-hmm. And that's why I think it's important to get him signed as soon as you can, preferably before the season starts. Because if he comes around and he plays 82 games and rips off 90 points, yeah, raises the price. And and I know people are going to say, well, what if what if he has 49 points this year? I don't really see that being likely. <sighs> you know, I think what a it's a disaster that would be. I agree, but I think it's way more likely that he has a season like last year or even better. Um, the Sharks have an ECHL affiliate for like the first time since 2018. And the only yeah, thing they, I can think need, of. They need somewhere for Zach Iman to play. That's what I was going to say. You took it from me. Oh, that was my only thing. It's like at least now we know where, where Zach Iman's going to play. Uh, which will be at the Wichita Thunder. So if uh, you want to see Zach Eamon play some ECHL goalie, uh, you know, Wichita Thunder. I, that's that's where you'll see. I, I think the reason I think the reason why the Sharks have an ECHL affiliate, and Kevin will speak to this, is there is a million players uh, in the organization this year that will not be in the NHL. Mm-hmm. You gotta have you gotta have spots to put these guys. Yeah, yeah. Um, Ao in the chat. Uh, coming in hot um how come no one is talking about couture at all will he still have the c i'm not talking about it because i don't think it's something that needs to be talked about yeah i don't know i don't 
see, I, I'm not, again, I am not as down on Couture as a lot of people in this fan base are. Um, Agreed. I don't, does, does he, does he, I don't, I don't think Mike Greer's, I think if Mike Greer was going to do something with the captaincy or, or David Quinn, like this would be done already. This would have been, I think that's one of the, that's one of the things that you immediately do, right? Like if you're going to move the C off of Couture, you did it a month ago. Right. That's, that's my opinion. Like, I don't, I don't think, I think he's still the captain. He's the captain as long as he's here. I don't know. Maybe I just, I, I feel like, again, like we, I know we've seen people stripped of the captaincy and stay in San Jose, but that was a different management group. Regime. I don't know if we're going to have that again. I just don't understand. I just don't, I just don't understand what the, not, like why, people are down on him i mean we've talked about it before he Mm -hmm. you know he he, and right from the beginning i mean he got the c from joe pavelski like that's a extremely high bar to try and reach and so already he's behind it then you have to come in the sharks fire their shitty coach and hire a new shitty coach Mm -hmm. they have shitty they lose their good players and bring in shitty players and they play shitty yeah and you see a coach that he did advocate for though that is true. He did advocate for that coach, but he, you know, and had a good season. And then you fast forward to the next year, had a good season, leading goal scorer in the Honda West division and was going to go to the all-star break, but got mm-hmm. injured and spent the second half of that season injured, still put up decent numbers. And then this year put up good numbers despite having an anchor and a mannequin as line mates. Like I don't <laughs> like, I understand the last three years Couture has not played at a Couture level. Yeah, but if you ask me, and I'm hoping you agree with this, I don't think it has anything to do with Couture. I think it has to do with everything around him. And yeah, I, I, I don't know how that makes him. I don't know how that makes him not worthy of being the captain when the team is significantly worse, the coaching staff is significantly worse, and like just everything else that that's happened. And and AJ helping me out here shout out to aj mm-hmm. completely revisionist history because everybody wanted couture to get the c when pavelski left yeah i mean except for me like i never advocated for couture to be captain because i think he's a whiny bitch but sure that being said i agree like agree it's just the unfortunate thing for couture was he got handed the c and then everything fell apart and for that right. reason my god i'm gonna piss a lot of people off and i don't care because i'm an asshole I wish fucking Joe Pavelski was still here and this team sucks as much as it does now. So everyone, cause just to, just to watch <laughs> how everyone would have fucking turned on Pavelski, right? Yep. I like agree. They, they I turn on Pavelski. anyone who has, I, I love Joe Pavelski. Don't get me wrong. But like, you know, like I just, it just, it drives me crazy because I think like, yeah, obviously like Logan Couture got dealt a really shit hand when it came to being captain. Like Logan Couture's right. captaincy isn't the reason the Sharks are, a shit team. No, I agree. And the, the point that I always will go back to is specifically going to, you know, we're now Jesus, we're now coming into COVID season four, (laughs) but you go, you go back to COVID season two, the hub season, the Honda West season. Yeah. Like people are saying, Oh my God, Couture is, you know, Couture shouldn't be captain, blah, blah, all this stuff. And it's like the only knock against Couture is that he's injured. Like I don't, know what that has to do with him as the captain yeah you know like is he like does couture wearing the c like is he supposed to make yoel shellman better is he supposed to make leon bergman and danielier tyken and <laughs> Joachim blickfeld better like i don't know i don't know man yeah like again like I, i'm not a huge couture guy but i just i don't i don't lay this at his feet either no, although I don't either bringing back, although, you know, wanting the sharks to bring back Bugner, maybe I do hold that against them in his, in his defense. He wanted Bugner back as an assistant coach. That's fair. That's fair. But he, and, but even, but even then, right. I mean, the, the, the years he's been the captain 39 and 52, obviously, mm-hmm. you know, the COVID happened. He was also hurt, mm-hmm. you know, 30, 31 and 53 the following year. Yeah. Again, good numbers despite playing half the season injured. And then this year, 56 and 77. That's a bit on the low end for expectations of Couture. But again, 
you're almost a 60-point player and you have dog shit line mates all year? Like, yeah. that's damn impressive if you ask me. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I, like, I'm i with you. Imagine and, – and, you know, I know we've talked far too much about Jonathan Dolan. But, like, what does Couture – stats look like if he's with Meyer and Dolan all year. I mean, especially with Meyer. Like, mm-hmm. you know, good players do well with other good players Last at last check. Yeah, it, it's, <laughs> it's going to be interesting because I think you still keep that first line together. I think you put Eklund on Couture's line. I hope to God that can get something going. I mean, Couture just, he needs more crafty players. Like, yeah. think about, you know, he would, Hurdle, or I'm sorry, Meyer was his guy for the longest time mm-hmm. now. Like you said, Hurdle and Meyer is the duo now. But like, Think about like Couture, you know, he he had Marlowe for a long time. Marlowe is a really good goal scorer. He had, you know, even just going back through the years, you know, he had Kane, which obviously, you know, we're glad Kane's not here anymore, but the skill was there. You know, he had Donskoy, he had Nyquist, he had Pavelski at times, you know, like these are skill players. Yep. And then what does he end the season with? Nick Benino and Matt Nieto? Yeah, yeah no doubt. Not the same. <laughs> not the same. <laughs> Uh, all right um last thing a little bit of news here doug wilson jr is now an amateur scout for the seattle crack and a lot of people were like really upset by this news because they thought that he would just get hired and be like the head of everything and i don't think this is a bad move for doug wilson jr i I think the kraken are, are a good organization i think they're they're doing a lot of the right things but i just think like sometimes you have to I know this is like a, this sounds like a Sharks press conference. Sometimes you have to take a step back to take a step forward. <laughs> well, and and you know what? Here's the other thing. And I I don't want to speculate at all, mm-hmm. but you know, Seattle is really close to San Jose. It's about a two-ish hour flight, maybe two and a quarter. It's close to San Jose. Mm-hmm. And I don't want to get into why being close to San Jose is important. I don't want to get into that. It's not my place to say anything. Yes, but. That's definitely a factor. Yeah, that's a good point, too. I like it. So, I, I mean... That said, we are also... This podcast, I think, Ian, you can speak to this. This podcast is very happy for Doug Wilson Jr. Oh, absolutely. Definitely. Yep. Absolutely. All right, my friends. So, with all that shark stuff out of the way, uh, now we have to talk <laughs> about the Vancouver Canucks. Who now that are... we're done with the guys who who, who pay our bills... <laughs> Yes, yeah, the, the guys that pay the bills. Um, all right, the Vancouver Canucks. Uh, they are, in my opinion, an incredibly fascinating team in the Pacific. I think they're the most interesting team in the Pacific. Because mm-hmm. I think this is a team that could be... This season could go one of two ways, and both of which could be incredibly entertaining. Uh, right. It's going to go really, really, really bad, or it's going to go really, really good. I don't think there's any in-between with this team. Um they are uh, currently, again, cap-friendly. You look at the the way they have the roster set up. Uh, currently, cap-friendly has them over the cap. Obviously, roster shenanigans will get them under the cap. Uh, they are currently at $85,251,667 uh, for current cap hit, which puts them at uh, $2,751,667 over the cap. Uh, but again, they will sort that yeah. out. They have, that's the thing, they have eight defensemen and 14 forwards, one of which right. is long-term injury eligible, so. Right. Um, <laughs> we'll get sorted out. Yeah, uh, a lot of subtractions uh, from this team, though. Uh, Alex Jason, Brad Richardson, uh, Matthew Highmore, uh, Yuho Lamiko, uh, Brandon Sutter, uh, Brad Hunt, and Yaroslav Halak are the subtractions. Coming in is Ilya Mikheyev, uh Andre Kuzmenko and Curtis Lazar. Um, what do you think about these subtractions and uh, additions? I, you know, I look at this and this to me looks like a team that wants to take the next step and, and make the playoffs. Obviously the players to get rid of, I mean, you know, Halak is still a decent goalie. I know he had a bad year. Alex Shea mm-hmm. is still a good, a good, decent player, but they got rid of a lot of guys who just weren't cutting it for him, and they bring in, you know, bringing in Ilya Mikheyev. I like Mikheyev, but mm-hmm. I it's very interesting to me to see what's going to happen there. I mean, I like the player. I don't know that I would have given him four and three quarter million dollars, but whatever. Yeah. And you know, Andre Kuzmenko, him coming in, he's a very, to me anyway, he's a very intriguing KHL free agent. 
um, put up really good numbers with Ska the last uh, the last four years, right. actually. So, and even going back, that you know he was on he was on Siska before that, put up good numbers there. So, really intriguing player uh, to to keep a horse eye on if you uh, if you like tracking undrafted free agent signings. Um, but this to me looks like a team that wants to take that next step forward. I mean, if you ask me and. You know, maybe I'll change my answer if I can look at all the teams at once, but I kind of feel like Vancouver sneakily has one of the best top nines in the division. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, I know I know there's there's a lot of uncertainty with Bo Horvat and with JT Miller. Yeah. But still, like those guys, Pedersen, Besser, Connor Garland, Mikheyev, Tanner Pearson, not even factoring in what Kuzmenko can possibly do, Vasselli Pod Colson, mm-hmm. Niels Hoaglander. There's a lot of talent in that forward group. It's, I mean, we'll we'll get more into it, but it to me, it's the same exact thing as last year. The forwards are good, the goalie's good, the defense. I'm not Suspect. betting on it. Yeah, yeah, same exact thing as last year. Yeah, um, I think you know it's up. I I, I feel bad for Yaro Halak because he guys you said had a down year because I thought that was I really like that for them. Like when they when they brought in Yaro Halak last year, I thought that was such a good pickup because it was a guy mm-hmm. who I thought could really take some of the the pressure off of Thatcher Demko, who I'm a big fan of, obviously. We're we're all big Thatcher Demko guys on this podcast. Um yep. and I thought for sure, like I thought Halak could take a lot of, you know, some of the pressure off of Demko and that didn't really work out. Um this blue line though doesn't do anything for me. <laughs> like obviously look at <laughs> Quinn Hughes is is Quinn Hughes. Um, but then it drops off really, really quickly. Like OEL, I don't know what to I mean. He's a shell of himself. Point. Yeah. Like I just, I don't know what happened all for Ekman Larson. Um, I thought like maybe he, you know, in Vancouver, like it would be a, a new lease on life for him after being on the Coyotes for so long. And maybe, and maybe that still happens. Look at this team did really, really well after Bruce Boudreaux was brought in. Mm-hmm. But I think like I, I OEL, I think, if this team is supposed to be successful, like OEL has to be a big part of that, in my opinion. Absolutely. I mean, as as you pointed out, the defense is suspect. Quinn Hughes, like we we know what we're going to get out of Quinn Hughes at this mm-hmm. point. He's gonna he's gonna quarterback the first power play unit. He's gonna get a bushel of assists, and it's gonna be awesome for them. But beyond that, total mystery. And you need. If you're a Canucks fan, if you're a Canucks employee, mm-hmm. you need OEL to bounce back. You need him to be the second power play, second pairing stud that he was in Arizona. And I can't believe that's a sentence that came out of my mouth. And I'm with you. Like, I thought, you know, going from Arizona to Vancouver, the top nine, infinitely better. Mm-hmm. New lease on life with, you know, new city, new team, new owner, uh, you know, ownership group that you answer to, all that kind of stuff. I thought it would be a second coming for OEL, and I'm surprised that it wasn't. But I still think there's time to for him. But yeah, you know, it, it, I think it, it everything is going to kind of hinge with OEL because you you don't question Quinn Hughes. You know what you're going to get. For sure. But OEL is the OEL is the big one. You mm-hmm. know, I mean, Tyler Myers I think is a pigeon, and I'm surprised he still is in the NHL. And then, you know, Travis Dermott, Luke Shen, Kyle Burroughs, like these are bottom pairing defensemen. Correct. And same with Tucker Tucker Pullman as well. Mm-hmm. And it's just who, by the way, is on a brutal contract, but that's another conversation. Like this this blue line reminds me a lot of the Sharks, I'll be completely honest with you, where I feel like Hughes is gonna play twenty eight minutes and Ekman Larson's gonna play twenty three, twenty four minutes, and then everybody else is just gonna fight for scraps. Mm. And that's I mean, I that's going to be because I was going to be because I'm like the, the Sharks don't have a Quinn Hughes. <laughs> no, but that's what. But it just <laughs> yeah, in yeah, terms but of I understand the, what in you mean, the I, minutes played. Yeah, yeah. In I terms of the minutes played, right? Where it's like you're relying on two guys to do the job of six, and I think the blue line is going to be Vancouver's downfall. I, I'm, I feel bullish about their playoff chances, but I'm not totally convinced of it. The thing that I do know is that if they are in a playoff spot and they completely squander it, it's going to be because of their blue line. Yeah. I, again, I, I, I can't 
disagree with anything that you said because outside of Quinn Hughes, I don't really like their blue line at all. I think look at um, you know guys that were on the IR at the finish of last season. You mentioned Tucker Pullman. Um, there's still there's still concerns with migraines there. He is skating, but they're not sure that this migraine thing is passed, so he could very well be not on the team when it starts. Um, you brought up Hoglander. He he should be good to go. Um, looks like everyone other than Michael Furland is probably going to be back. Michael Furland, I couldn't find much information on, but it didn't look fantastic. I th- he Michael Furland hasn't he hasn't played since the bubble right. two years ago. I wonder if his career is over. Yeah, I wonder if he's just going to ride out. Because I tried to, I always try to look up. Because especially guys like you're like, where did everyone go? Um, yeah, and you like you'll see a name like when you when you when you go to do the research, like oh yeah, Michael Furland's on that team. What, whatever happened to that guy? And then yeah, it looks like he's gonna be. I mean, he only got one year left on his deal anyway. So, uh, but yeah, like I again, um, I think in net Thatcher Demko. Uh, again, there's it's the blue line in front of him. Right, and I and and you know as you mentioned, we we are Thatcher Demko fans on this podcast. We like Thatcher Demko. But when with Spencer Martin as your backup, yeah, right. You know, I I I would say. I mean, granted, Spencer Martin he had good stats last year, but he only had six starts. You know, he's to me he's an AHL starter, and so when that guy is your backup, you're relying on Thatcher Demko to play a lot of games. I mean, he had 64 starts last year, and as much as I like Demko, I just we've seen with many teams, I mean, especially the teams that have won the Stanley cup the last few years, like you need your backup goalie to carry some water. Yeah. And I hate to say it for Vancouver fans sake, but Spencer Martin, I don't think is that guy for them. Yeah. Cause they a lot of teams, if it, I mean, if the Canucks find themselves in a playoff spot, maybe they're an option for Reimer. That's a little bit of teal tinted conspiracy, but you yeah. know, I do think if, again, like specifically with the Kraken, we talked a lot about hypotheticals and we're kind of, I mean, at least I'm kind of doing it again here. Mm -hmm. But to me, if the Canucks do stumble their way into a playoff spot, I mean, I got to think backup goaltender in blue line is the most pressing issue. No? Uh, Yes. Uh, Lacey in the chat, just uh, bring up that Furland is retired. Now remember, Mm -hmm. obviously not officially retired because then, you know, then you can't use that LTIR space, but retired. I use quotation marks for those listening on the audio. Right. Yeah. So there's that. Um, yeah. What do you think of uh, Curtis Lazar coming in to be a bottom? I'm, <laughs> and I, I actually like Curtis Lazar. I think he's a decent bottom six player, mm-hmm. but no matter what happens, guy just finds NHL contract after NHL contract. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, he's just, he's never out of it. He's never out of it. You know, Ottawa doesn't work out, goes to Calgary, finds his way in Buffalo, finds his way in Boston, and just keeps getting NHL deals, and good for him, you know? I mean, I I think he's a decent player, and, you know, you're, you're going to have people say, well, he's a fourth-line winger. Well, you need two of them, so why not, right? Yeah. And at, you know, I, I think... Uh, I think getting him in at a million bucks, I think, is a good deal for the type of player he is. I'm a, I'm a little curious about the three-year term, but as far as the dollars go, I think it's perfect for him. And and I think, you know, he's just a player that's going to complement that forward group even more. And you know, the more I'm really digging into it, like I actually quite like Vancouver's forwards. I'm, I'm very interested to see how they mesh. Yeah, no, I agree. This this for there's a lot to like in this forward group. Um, like obviously I think Elias Pettison is a hell of a player, but I know like a lot of like, you know, I love Brock Besser. I like Bo Horvat. Like, I think a lot of people sleep on Bo Horvat too. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, and, and look at Bo Horvat contract year, JT Miller contract year. Well, yeah, it's going to be interesting, especially, I mean, JT Miller was there, was far and away their best player last year. Bo Horvat's mm-hmm. their captain. It's going to be very interesting to see what transpires there. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, um, going down the going down the list here. Obviously, again, a team that's pretty has a pretty decent prospect pool. Uh, some of the prospects that obviously uh, people would know about would be obviously um, Jonathan Lickermacki, uh, who they brought in, uh, who they got in the most recent draft. Uh, Linus Carlson, who they got for Jonathan Dolan, uh, who like has turned well. <laughs> out to be yeah, who is turning into a 
hell of a player, and it's going to be interesting to see uh, what he does over, you know, if he, if he can get up from the AHL to, up to the NHL, because I think uh, he, his numbers are really, really good. Uh, and uh, Danila Klimovich. So, you know, again, like the, it's a team that has, you know, they have some prospects in the system. Obviously, they're, I think they're a team that wants to go, though. Like, I don't think this is a team that wants to get into like another rebuild situation. I think this team thinks that they can compete and this team can go. Um, 2023 draft picks. Uh, they have a first, a third, a fourth, New York Rangers fourth, a fifth, a sixth, I believe is the, they have uh, their, they have their second as well. Oh, they do have their second. Yes. I don't know why I screwed that. They have everything but a seventh. Correct. But they have an extra fourth. So but they have an extra fourth. So, I mean, I'd rather have an extra fourth than a seventh. So, you know, they have a little bit of capital, I think, if they find themselves in a in a good position. I think they have some stuff that they can they can do um, at the trade deadline if if they're in it. I just it's weird because I think I think a lot of people. Are they sleeping on the Canucks? I think they are a little bit. Mm -hmm. I agree. Hundred percent. I mean, they Thatcher Demko is a really good goalie, as we all said. You know, their their forward group, one of the best in the division. I still stand by that. Mm-hmm. As we said, the defense is questionable, but still, I I do think a lot of people are sleeping on them. I think Vancouver. It's an easy team to write off just because of the history, mm-hmm. but I I think a lot of people who are sleeping on the Canucks are going to be sorely. Uh, disappointed to see what ends up happening and 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 truthfully there's been you know there's been a lot of chatter about jt miller i kind of feel like even if jt miller goes they're not really gonna be hurting all that much i mean they're still gonna have a really forward really good forward group and who knows maybe if they are forced to trade jt miller maybe that's how they address their blue line it to me it, it seems it you know i and you know on our notes here you know we have are they on the right path i think they are yeah yeah, I think Bruce Boudreaux is a hell of a coach. I mean, look at the the tear they went on when he when he got in. Like, obviously, they ultimately fell short, but that run they went on to finish the season, crazy. When yeah, like when they were in the in the cellar pretty badly. Um, <laughs> I I agree they're on the right path. I I'm so confused on where like I'm. I don't know where they finished though. Like I'm trying to think of we've, we've, we've given some pretty solid rankings for every other team as far as where they finish. <sighs> this yeah, I, one I'm, I think... I'm struggling with. Cause and, I think and, they could know... finish as high as three, but if they finished fifth, wow. would I be also shocked? That's well, see, and that's where we get into kind of the joke I was making where, you know, everybody is going to be ranked sixth, right? Yeah. Cause it's like, it, it's hard to say. And, you know, we said like, you know, Anaheim, Seattle, San Jose, you know, mm-hmm. those those are the first three teams that we've talked about and those are the bottom three teams and so it's, it almost seems like it would be an easy answer to just say yeah, Vancouver will be fifth and call it a day. But I I I think Calgary despite the losses that Calgary has had, I still think Calgary's in a really good position same thing with Edmonton Mm -hmm. uh you know I I think Edmonton you know they only got better if you ask me yeah um and then that's by virtue of I mean they got a goalie finally but Mm -hmm. you know they they kept the players that did well for them last year and that's been a challenge for them in the past I mean I like LA picking up Kevin Fiala but I just I don't know how much that helps LA I'm not and and I know I, I like the direction LA is going and we'll get to mm-hmm. that next week, obviously, but week after uh, or in two, two in two yeah. weeks, we'll get to that. But I'm not overly convinced that LA can repeat what they did last year. And so if anything, I wonder if, if Vancouver ends up unseating the LA Kings, I wouldn't be surprised if they unseat the, the golden Knights here early either. And that, mm-hmm. you know, that jives with you saying they could be in third place. And like, I don't know. I don't feel comfortable placing them in third, but I don't feel right placing them in fifth either, if that makes sense. It's hard because I feel like like you could I think Edmonton and Calgary are the top. Like you said, sure. the bottom. Yeah. I'm and with then you. when you look at LA, Vancouver, and Vegas. Vegas, we'll just throw them in a blender and see what comes out. Right. Yeah. Like exactly. it's just I like the next three are going to be really, really interesting. Like I said, I could see, I could see a scenario where they finish third. I can also see one where they finish fifth. Yeah, I agree. I think those teams we mentioned, I think like 
I think Vancouver, LA, Vegas, and we're going to get into it. You know, we're going to mm-hmm. talk about Vegas next week, LA in two weeks. Those three teams, I think they all are. They all have good elements to them. Like I wouldn't say they're completely good teams, but they have good elements to them. And I think what it's going to ultimately boil down to is what what portion of their team is going to be clicking at the right time. You know, because we're we're talking all day and night about how much we like Vancouver's forwards. Well, you know, if every if, if Vancouver's top nine all scores at a fifty point pace, it's going to be hard to count them out a third. But yeah. Conversely, if Thatcher Demko who plays dodgeball this season, going to be pretty mm. easy to put him in fifth. So, I, it, it's really hard, and I, I don't feel comfortable placing them somewhere because I just don't know. Like I, I almost feel like we need to talk about LA and Vegas, and then <laughs> come up with it at the end. To Kevin, be honest. Kevin, Kevin's hard... one with fifth. You know what? I'm gonna. I'm. You know what? I'm gonna be bold. I'm gonna be bold, my friend. They are. They are okay. fourth. Hmm. I I'm not super confident in that, but I'm going to be bold and I'm going to say they are they are fourth. You know what? I'm with you. Fourth. All right. There we go. I'm with you. And only reason, and we'll talk about it in two weeks. Mm-hmm. Los Angeles defense. Not really a fan. Goaltending. Not really a fan. There you go. Not for the reasons you think, though. <laughs> right. Well, we'll find out. I mean, that's good. So that's good. All right. We're going fourth. Uh, Kevin Lacey went fifth. So uh, we'll see. I mean, that's going to be interesting to see. Um, obviously, like I said, we have the next two blender teams uh, coming up uh, over the next two weeks. And I think it'll be interesting to see where we place them and whose fan bases we make super angry. Right. Fourth behind who you have to, you have to look at fourth behind who you yeah. have to, you got to come back. You have to come back and find out. Wednesday went here little little here's a little spoiler alert for the fans so after tonight mm-hmm. teal teal tinted glasses is coming at you Wednesday at 7 p.m pacific for the next five no, Wednesdays. There's, there's there's one night where that can't happen four Wednesdays and another <laughs> day I think give me a second let me just uh the, as we make bold things here <laughs> oh no yeah yeah we can do next yeah What's today? Today's Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. Yes, we are back Wednesday. Okay, good. Tilton and glasses. The next five weeks, potentially okay. five Wednesdays. One of them will be a Tuesday or a Thursday, either the thirteenth or the fifteenth. But point stands. There's going to be a stands. lot to talk about. Yes, and then it's going to be awesome because as soon as Tilton and glasses is done, uh, Pucknologist comes back. Yep. After Dark comes back. Yep. Some other things in the hopper that may or may not be happening. I feel like we're Lots wrapping up, but we're not there yet. Let's keep going. Let's keep going. <laughs> All right. So uh, we have we have both placed them fourth. So for those uh, keeping score at home, the uh, we have Seattle ahead of the Sharks. We have the Sharks dead last in the division. We have Seattle. We have Anaheim. I think I said An- – see, now I don't remember. I think I said Anaheim seventh, but I'm not totally sure. <laughs> We should have wrote these down. <laughs> we, should, we should have wrote these down. I, I'll go back and I'll, I'll find out. I'm pretty sure that's what we have it, though. We have blank in fifth and the Vancouver Connect in four. So uh, that is that. I mean, uh, any uh, anything anything else that you think we, we didn't hit? I think we did pretty good. Yeah, I mean, I don't... I don't know. That, as we talked about it last week, you know, and that was kind of the teaser... Uh, for that week's episode, you know, the news is the news is kind of coming to a crawl at this point. Yes. And so that's, you know, that's why the, you know, whatever we're calling the series, the, you know, I don't I don't I don't want to infringe on anybody else's copyright. But, you know, our division preview series, <laughs> um, you I, know, I, we did it first. Right. <laughs> but, you know, the, uh, uh, you know, the the topic of conversation here on out it's it's going to be a lot of division you know other teams in the division and some barracuda towards the end of the summer run i had mentioned so you know with that in mind like if there's something you know it's going to be there is some structure to it but it is going to be very kind of free-flowing and 
not so much. I don't know that I want to say town hall, but you know, if there is something that you're just dying to hear us talk about for some reason, like this hit is your up. time to shine. Yeah. Hit us up. Cause I mean, obviously look at, um, people like when we do long shows. Um, but if with the way things are crawling to a halt and doing one team, a, a show, um, the shows are going to get a little bit shorter. And if, if I mean, here's the thing that to happen, help right. Us like we're, we're, I mean, it's, you know, we've been on for an hour and we're more or less done. Yeah. Like, what is that? I feel, what the hell is that? I feel weird. Like, I always feel weird when we do short shows. I just feel <laughs> like it's like, it's not very us. Um, I do have something though. We do have, a, um, we do have, uh, love letters from Kevin. Oh, um, yes. All right. So Kevin, love letter from Kevin, dear, dear boys. Uh, in final thoughts, can you please say that Kevin's, um, Kevin's final thoughts are that he's already changed his mind about the Barracuda jerseys, uh, sweaters. <laughs> the gray one is by far the best. The SJ on the white one actually looks pretty cool, but there's something lacking on the jersey that he cannot figure out. Uh, the black jersey isn't nearly as bad in person as it's made out to be, but it says Cuda, and that is still awful. Also, they did a great job with the lighting on the concourses uh, of the Tech CU Arena. So while the building is still quite gray, it's not as noticeable with, at all with all the great contrasting colors surrounding the facility. So there you go. Love letters from Kevin. There you have it. This has been another edition. <laughs> <laughs> of love letters from Kevin. Uh, hockey jerk, final thoughts? Final thoughts. And unfortunately, you know, we just wrapped up love letters from Kevin. And now this is going to be stab Kevin in the back moment. <laughs> Uh, for those who don't know, Kevin and I are in, I'm not going to get too much into it for obvious reasons, but Kevin and I are in a fantasy league together and we had our draft recently and there's a player Kevin really wanted and I took him and Kevin was hot for a minute and I had to step away from the computer because I couldn't resist the urge to be like, Oh, Kevin, what's wrong? (laughs) (laughs) we are awful to each other but you know what in fairness kevin and i texted about it we had a good chuckle about it um so it's all good uh final thoughts the i mean we're still five ish weeks out from the regular season but i feel like as soon as the calendar flips to september like it feels like we're there you know what i mean Mm -hmm. and and that's exciting i mean and i i was trying to explain this to my fiance and i don't really think she understood but like even though the sharks are going to be complete dog shit this year, like I'm still excited to watch them. Yes. You know, and, and I'm excited, you know, they're going to be, you know, they're going to be in Vegas twice this year. So I'm going to be at both of those games. That's going to be fun. And, you know, we got to go to LA last year, you know, I'm going to, you know, hopefully continue my trend of going to non San Jose arenas to see the sharks. And we'll see, you know, they're going to be bad, but I'm still excited for them to come back. Yeah. I I mean, I him and ha a lot about how, this team is going to be bad and make no mistake. They're going to be bad, but I'm, I'm still like, I, I, I'm look at, I'm still going to be on like a million after darks. Right. Like, it's not like I'm going to just be like, ah, this team's bad. I'm just Barracuda or nothing. Like there's going to be plenty of shark content and we're, we're still going to, we're still going to slog our way through it. And I'm, I'm looking forward to that. Like I'm looking forward to that grind again with like the after darks. And obviously, um, you know, we're going to do, we're gonna have a lot of things coming, you know. Like you said, Pucknologist is, is starting soon. Um, you know, obviously, look at we're gonna do a much better job covering the Barracuda this year. That's that's I was a gonna promise. Say, I don't know. I don't know. You know, I I had said earlier we have some things in the hopper. I don't know how much we want to divulge, but yeah, we'll let it. We'll get more into it as the season approaches. But um, <laughs> but yeah, look at like our Barracuda coverage this year is going to be better. I promise that. Mm-hmm. If it's not, then I need to go and be fired into the sun so it's it's gonna be my, better mike my, my Greer will fire you mike Greer will fire me into the sun um so it's gonna look at it, it's gonna be better um and I, like again like i just I, like doing this makes hockey so much more fun and i i'm looking forward to still doing this plenty this season even if it's gonna be bad and even if you have to kind of like temper your expectations a lot uh it's you know it's still always interesting to do that uh so i'm looking forward to that and i'm hoping that all of you who have stuck with us through the summer um even on you know the dog days of summer where we are now um 
I, I'm glad that you guys are along, and I hope that you will obviously continue to come along for the ride. That's you know, yeah. And that's uh, and and I, I, we're always appreciative of that for for all of you that have uh, continued to do so. Um, other than that, do I have any super final thoughts? No, not really. <laughs> I mean, 20, I mean, 20, you know, 26 live viewers for a hockey podcast at the end of August. I mean, that's got to mean something. Yes. Um, so what we're going to do, um, is we'll be back next week, Wednesday night. Mm-hmm. Uh, we will talk about the Vegas Golden Knights. I am super excited for that show because I think Vegas, like they're just such a, fascinating team to me and i know everyone like hates how much that i dick ride the golden knights and i probably dick ride the golden knights more than i should because they've always <laughs> been like a team that i'm always like oh man they're gonna kill the pacific i don't know if they're gonna kill the pacific but they're gonna be they're gonna be fascinating this year for sure and uh, i think that's a show that i've had circled for a while because i think again like just a fascinating fascinating team so i hope you'll yeah. uh, be back next week for that um but other than that, if you uh, want to help us out, again, uh, the things that you can do to help us out on the YouTube algorithm is leave us a like. If you have something that you think we missed or if you have an opinion that's different than ours and you want to make it known, hit us up in the comment section. Let us know uh, if you have. Also, you can, hey, if you want to leave a, a comment uh, in here for a topic that you want us to cover on next show, perfect place to do it. I always hit up the comments. I always try to respond uh as quickly as i humanly can when people uh, leave us messages so um definitely hit us up in the youtube comments um if you want to hang out with us on the regular hit up mr at hockey jerk on the twitter machine uh and see if he will give you the keys to the discord server um, the conversation literally never stops it, it literally never stops um and it's been really <laughs> it's been super fun there so i'd, I'd love to see if you guys would uh, join us there um, other than that, as you know, oh, look at one more thing, five more stars thing. on Apple Podcasts as well. Yes. Or you know what? One star on Apple Podcast. Only if you hate it though. But five stars is preferred. Leave us leave, leave us an honest review. Definitely. Yes. Um again, you can find us on most of your if you if you can get a podcast somewhere, then chances are we are there. Um so if you want to get this on the audio, uh and for those that only listen on the audio, kudos to you. Um AJ saying check out Teal Town USA on the TikTok for some exclusive videos. There you go. I'm not a TikTok person, but if you are, uh, you should be following at Teal Town USA. Um, that is it, guys. I appreciate you all being here, and we will see you next week.